0: This is Andy from the Bonneville and welcome to my first podcast. So, with this being the first podcast, it's only right that the first subject matter should be the mighty Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson well Robert Leroy Johnson was an itinerant musician from Mississippi United States of America and he died in 1938 August 18th August 16th or 18th something like that in 1938 it is believed that he was poisoned by the husband of a jealous woman that he was given the glad eye to with Robert being uh, quite the ladies man and it isn't known where he was buried there were three grave sites with markers on them but what is known is that he was almost certainly given a a pauper's burial so he would have went into a pauper's grave which would have been standard practice back then and he died at the age of 27 so he was very young he left behind him a legacy of music that would have to, to say that he's one of the most important musicians that's ever lived, certainly if in the popular recorded era, is not an overstatement. He informs pretty much most of what we consider to be popular music today. Um, he would have been considered quite sophisticated at the time, um, for especially for a blues musician. and. Um, his musicianship and guitar playing were second to none.
1: Mr.
0: Johnson was rediscovered whenever his a compilation of his of his recordings were re, were issued. I don't even know if they were they were issued on an original albums, but they were reissued in 1961 on Columbia Records on a a record called Robert Johnson. King of the Delta Blues, and it was to coincide with the revival of folk music, um, recently spearheaded, I guess you could say spearheaded, by uh, a very young um, Bob Dylan, and a lot of these old blues recordings were discovered, thank God they were as well, everything from Robert Johnson, Son House, uh, uh, Big Bill Bronzy, Charlie Patton these, th- th- these unique recordings Quite often field recordings Which just means that someone goes out into a uh, To someone's home And sticks a In those days a very early recording device And records them His entire recorded output uh, Comes to a total of 29 songs 12 out ticks. That's it That's all there is And there'll never be any more reason that I have a deep uh, fascination with him, and it is, I have, I have, a, I have a huge love of his, of his work, but I have a deep fascination with the man. Um, I discovered him in a book. I discovered the story of him first, before I got to his music. And his story intrigued me, and that made me go and search out his music, and uh, I, I just fell in love with Robert Johnson, but as I said, it was the, the story of Robert Johnson that got me first. So if you don't know the story of Robert Johnson, this is in a nutshell, basically what it is. Um, He is said to have sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads at midnight in return for the ability to play the guitar. Now I'm a 16 year old superstitious, Catholic boy, still going to Mass. I'm in England on my own. I've left home in Ireland, and I've gone to work in England. And I discover Robert Johnson.
1: I'm
0: fascinated by the idea of selling your soul to the devil, and it made me question whether given the opportunity, would I have done the same thing? And uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't really know what the answer to that would be.
1: To hey, to the land to my sweet home, I then discovered his
0: music, I then went and found his music, and it, I'll be honest, at the beginning, I wasn't completely sure I enjoyed it. I didn't know what I was listening to. Well, I stuck with it and it got past the hissiness of the recordings it's one of the things that you' are have to if you if you've never listened to him you're gonna to have to persevere the recordings are very early very well and you're gonna to have to push past that but once you do you start to hear what's really there and I fell in love with the man the myth and his music
1: From that to the Montaui, somebody will tell me that you Need my help someday, Clyde. Hey, hey. Baby, don't you want to go? Hey, I can have California to my sweet home Chicago
0: So uh one of the things I don't wanna do with this podcast is just read a list of facts from Wikipedia. You can do that yourself. In fact, you should do that. Go on to this page and uh, have a bit of a read, and you'll discover a lot more about the man. And he's not this one-dimensional uh, character that he is often portrayed to be—just this guy that just sold his soul to the devil and etc. etc. There's a lot more to him than that. Of the little that is known, and it's not—it's not really a lot. But but there's there's enough there to get your teeth into. Um. But I do want to talk about why his legacy endures. Part of it has to be because of the the mythology around the man, this Faustian pact that he made with the devil, selling his soul for the ability to play the, his 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 mortal soul, immortal soul for the ability to play the guitar. That is deeply intriguing, and one of the reasons I think it's deeply intriguing is. Because it exists in almost every culture. All European cultures. All African cultures. All native cultures. Have some version of that. Selling your soul to the devil. Making a deal with the devil. Trading something with the dark side. For earthly reward today. And. But. Again. That's only a part of it. The other part of that I believe that his legacy endures he keeps getting rediscovered every generation discovers him so he was rediscovered in the early 60s with this folk boom that was happening at the time and then that moves on into blues rock so then you have bands from Clapton and uh, Zeppelin and everybody else covering Johnson's songs then you move through to the 80s and in popular culture the biggest Story of the day with as far as Johnson was concerned would have been probably something like the Blues Brothers, who did a re, a re- recording of his song Sweet Home Chicago that I have just played you. Then you move through to the 90s and you got people like uh, Chuck D, and even people like Kirk Cobain, all acknowledging who Robert Johnson was now again I'm not just going to give you a list of facts about the man you can go and find all this stuff out it's all out there and you'll see how influential he was and go and check out their music I think what it is is that each each generation has to discover these things for themselves for them to be culturally significant for them to really endure and I think that's what Robert Johnson has I think that's what he's done probably more so than most of his peers each generation has found them and claimed them as their own and to bring it right up to date I guess the highest profile musician around today who uh, acknowledges the importance of Robert Johnson would probably have to be Jack White of the White Stripes <laughs> Uh, Two white Detroit uh, kids record a killer version of Stop Breaking Down by Robert Johnson in 2001, some 70 years after the original song was written. And they put it on their debut album, uh, and it goes on the second track on the album, which to me is telling two things. One, it's such a great version of a great song. But I like to think that they're paying a little tribute to Robert Johnson by putting that song on so early. It is a killer track, and if you go to any, uh, if you ever catch me DJing, which I do from time to time, this is one that always gets played. Another good song that was recorded uh, of Johnson's, a great cover version actually, is um, Crossroads by Creep.
1: This
0: is a, it's a fantastic song, probably one of Johnson's most enduring uh, and it's a great version, it's really rocking and it shows you how contemporary Robert Johnson could be, now when I say contemporary I am, I am aware that this was recorded in the 60s but even still and as whenever I use expressions like Robert Johnson informs all music today it's through this lineage, it's through this periscope that I'm looking Um, people like this and how his music recorded in a completely different place in a completely different time still means a lot to people uh, although this was recorded in the 60s it's still a fantastic song In this song, uh, Johnson sings about going down to the crossroads and I fell down on my knees and I I pray to the Lord for mercy, would you forgive me, please? He knows what he's about to do. He knows why he's gone to the crossroads. Um, He sings a lot about the devil. Just off the top of my head, he's got me and the devil blues and hellhound on my trail, crossroads. That's three songs out of 29 recorded songs where he speaks directly about the devil it's quite a lot, it's a high percentage and um, it's, it's actually influenced me and in my writing quite a bit every Bonneville's album has references to the devil either directly or just in a lyric here or there, the first time we did it was uh, on our first album a song called God Might Love Me but he doesn't know me like the devil does that's a direct uh, influence from Robert Johnson Yes, yeah, so there you go, uh, Robert Johnson. My take on the great man. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you've learned something. Uh, I've actually enjoyed talking about him. I know it's quite self-indulgent of me to do it. But um, yeah, he's that important. Uh, just one other thing. When Chris and I signed our record contract with Alive Live Records in 2015, we were brought to Mississippi by a guy called uh, Chris Johnson to play the Deep Blues Fest in Clarksdale. So uh, we brought our contract to the crossroads where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil, and we signed it on the crossroads. And I was really pleased to do that. I was very emotional when I did it. I felt like it completed the circle for me. I, it gave me, made me feel more connected uh, with Robert Johnson and, and Mississippi, the place I feel. Uh, to musically, and I'll um, talk I more about the that in future podcasts, of course, with RL Burnside and North Mississippi and head. all these things. But uh, yeah, I'll stick a photograph in the description baby of this of us signing the contract
1: and, and um, a couple of playlists
0: for you to listen to. But anyway, we'll leave the last word to uh, Robert Johnson singing Malted Milk.
1: And hug your daddy one more time